0: My mother's people were all coal miners. My father's people were all steel workers. They all worked in the mills. I don't believe in miracles. I believe in Pittsburgh. And there's a collision! We play for city and country. The city is Pittsburgh, and this is Steelers Country.
1: Alright, this is Steeler Country. I'm your host, Tony. This is going to be our season recap podcast for the year. I have Mike and Joe with us.
2: Guys, how are you doing?
0: Hey guys, I'm doing well. How are you doing?
2: Pretty good. Joe, how are you? Oh, eagerly anticipating a... Fantastic Super Bowl weekend.
1: Well, it would only be fantastic if the New England Patriots lost. Um, So we've had some time now to digest. It's been, what, a week, a week and a half since the Steelers lost to the Patriots. We've had some time to not only digest that game, but I think, you know, look back at this season as a whole and kind of digest uh, what we just watched for this 2016 Steeler team. Um, So I I know it's kind of cliche to do this, but I do want to kind of start the podcast with – you know, if we could each go through and, and just get, you know give your thoughts on the season and, and maybe assign a letter grade to it. Um, Mike, we'll, we'll start with you.
0: Okay, so going into the season, obviously we thought we were going to have this high-flying offense. We were going to score 30 points a game. I mean, we weren't the ones saying it. I think Ben and the team were saying it. We were thinking that's what you'd have to do to win these games. And uh, it was a little disappointing at the beginning with the, the I guess, four-game losing streak. We were at 4-4 four and four, or 4-5 four and five at some point. I can't remember exactly, but anyway, they pulled off this streak at the end and the defense actually started playing better than we anticipated. So that part's just kind of interesting in that it's, and I think I said it at one point during the season that the defense seemed to overachieve a bit and the, and the offense uh, seemed to underachieve a bit. And that was due to injury with the offense, you know, with, with the receivers not being there, especially Sammy Coates being out. Cause it, at the beginning of the season, it looked like he was really going to develop into something big. So anyway, uh, they made it to the to the AFC Championship game. They basically, in my opinion, had a good chance to win it. Uh, I know you went through it last week, but it, with Bell being out, that did not help at all. So obviously, to me, if they win the Super Bowl, it's an A If you get to the Super Bowl, you got to give the season an A. They made it to the championship game. It was kind of unexpected. I think that at the beginning of the season, we said, "Hey, if they get through, if they win one playoff game." that's going to be considered a successful season this season. So I give him an A minus.
1: Yeah. I think you and I are actually going to agree pretty much point for point on this season, but Joe, let's, let's hear from you. What did you think about the season?
2: So, uh, you know, I, I at the beginning of the season, I wasn't thinking AFC championship. Um, so it had, I, you know, what I thought was a, it was a surprising season. Uh, the team did better and got farther than I expected them to. They had, they had some exciting moments in the season, uh, and you know it's just a it's just a bitter way to end the season. You know, losing an AFC Championship game is bad enough. Losing it to the Patriots, you know, is horrible. And then, uh, you know, the way the game played out, you know, all right. So I don't want to dwell on that. So, so I I was I was surprised. Uh, I think it was a successful season. It was better than expected. And uh, I agree with Mike. If you get to the AFC championship game, um, you, you have to give the team an A. Um, so I give them an A- minus um, because they lost to the Patriots in an AFC championship game. Yeah, we're all going to pretty
1: much agree on this. I mean, you know, it's interesting because like you guys said, coming into the season, well, I, think, I think my expectations were kind of higher, right? I, I had this kind of thing I kept saying at the beginning of the year, which is if this team – you know, the, the only thing standing between this team and the Super Bowl is injuries – um, and that's and that's because I expected more out of the defense than I think you guys did, especially early on. You know, um, I, I actually think if you're if you're grading the season as like a first half, second half, right? I think the first half was largely, I mean, it, no, it was a failure, right? The the team that we expected coming into the year, uh, I mean, was an out and out failure, right? The the team we expected was like Mike, you said, high flying offense. We're going to go up and down the field and score, and then defensively. You know, we're going to kind of grow as the year goes on and, and grow into an elite defense, right? We're going to have all these playmakers come through in, in Ryan Shazier and, um, and Bud Dupree, Ross Cockrell, um, uh, Robert Golden, right? None of that happened. The, the, the fly flying offense lasted for maybe two games and the defense got absolutely exposed against uh, Philly. Uh, and, and to the point where at a at – a, what I give Tomlin credit for is at a 4-1 record, he decides it doesn't even matter that we're 4-1 right now. We need to do something defensively to kind of shift things and, and go to um, a system that may not may not work in the short term but in the long run, right? By playing Artie Burns, by playing Sean Davis, we're going to be uh, a better football team. And so that's what – that's why I think I'm with you guys. I think this season was an A, A-minus right? I thought this team could win a Super Bowl. Um, I thought that they would need to avoid injury in order to make that happen. They didn't. The, the The only games this year that Ben Roethlisberger missed and Le'Veon Bell missed because of injury happened to both be against the New England Patriots. And um, that's, you know, that's unfortunate. But I think we saw a lot of good things offensively. The fact that this offense was able to transition from the high flyer offense that we thought we were going to be to really what was a a Bill Cowher style of offense, which was much more ground and pounded, um, you know, be uh, do do well on third down and and move the ball with long sustained drives that kind of wear a team out. Um, that was very impressive to see. So yeah, I'm with you guys. Uh, a minus. So what, uh, Mike, what's your expectations now going into 2017?
0: That's a good question. I think I, I'm hoping improvements on both sides. Uh, maybe you get Martavis Bryant back and he, and he picks up where he left off. Not sure. Maybe Sammy Coates picks up where he left off where he was you know, when he was injured. And uh, it just seems like we need one or two more receivers, Eli Rogers, to, to step it up another notch. Um, Wheaton's still out there. So somewhere in the mix, if you can get two or three more of those guys to, to just step up, and then with Le'Veon, if he doesn't lose a step at all or or lose any uh, production, I mean, and and obviously Ben comes back right, so you can't think that the offense is going to be any worse. It's, it has to get better. The offensive line is still intact, so it has to get better. I guess we'll have to go through uh, uh, whose whose contracts are up, and you can explain that to us later. Sure. And then as yeah, far yeah, as we the, can do that. Is, it, okay. As far as defense goes. Um, Hopefully, it's going to get better. I mean, I, I think it's a good point you made about Artie Burns, Sean Davis, and Cockrell that that uh, that Tomlin allowed them to go out there and and um, get battle tested, and even even Bud Dupree when he came back from injury, Tomlin did not hesitate to put him in there and, and give him reps. And I, so, I think that's going to be huge. I think that if we can get you know a cornerback that. Um, whether it be in the draft or, or one of these guys that has been injured the last couple of years, someone else to help out in the secondary, maybe replace William Gay if he's going to be retiring or moving on, or even, even Cockrell. Well, Cockrell can be the the, the fifth guy in. So I, I my expectations are – they're high. I mean, as of right now sitting here, you know, hopefully AFC Championship game, hopefully Super Bowl, high expectations yeah, at this I, point. Yeah.
1: Uh, joe what about you
2: uh, well for next season uh, i mean uh, honestly i I'm, 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 i almost don't want to say it but i think uh my big question mark for me as far as the team goes for next year is uh what, what's gonna happen with ben is he gonna you know is, is his is performance gonna improve because he's he didn't have a good year um, he just didn't um so that's the big question um I, as far as the offense outside of Ben, I think the offense is set. I think either Coates or or Bryant fills that second receiver spot next year um so you maintain the offense and you got to address your problems on defense there's you got a run problem you got a run stopping problem you have James Harrison that short up I mean how old is the guy now
1: 37 um, he's short
2: up. He shored up the, the defense against the pass rush. He gave us a pass rush. Um, it, it, that can't be. Um, maybe it's time to cut Jarvis Jones loose and, and, it, it and absolutely Yeah.
1: Um.
2: So, you know, that's what I'm looking for on the defense. And, you know, some kind of address whatever the problem is with the run. I understand that we didn't have Cam Hayward um, and we didn't have uh, Stefan Tewitt for part of the season, but it can't be that okay. Those two guys are out. You can't stop the run. Come on. Um, so we need more depth there. Uh, I want to. I want the, the defense has to be able to stop the run. They have to. Um, and and.
1: Uh, I mean, I think late in the year though, they did. I think they were better at the, at the end of the year, right? Than they were. They were
2: yeah. better when Tuit came back. Yeah. Um, and yeah. they got better when they put uh, Harrison in the game. Yeah. Um, so, but I mean, the Harrison's not forever. I, I, no, no. Yeah. Obviously, I think the guy's welcome to play as long as he can play, but you got to address these problems. Yeah. Uh, I don't know what to say about the secondary. Uh, uh, Artie, um, he uh, he he hasn't really shown anything yet. You know, uh, no, there was no spark there last year. There was no, and I don't know if that's the coaches. You know, I remember Joey Porter back in 05 saying, "Take the chains off." The whole defense changed. So, I and I feel like I feel like uh, they had the chains on this defense. So, part of the problem with the secondary is they're they're not allowed to play aggressively. Um, and that's yeah, and I think I
1: think that that's by design because of the youth on it, right? I mean, I think Keith Butler and Mike Tomlin wanted to you know you know the keep it simple type mentality. Don't ask them to do too much, and and you limit you know, the exposure. I agree with you. We didn't see, you know, it wasn't like a, a spectacular year for Artie, but I would also say it wasn't a bad, you know, it wasn't, it wasn't as though he got exposed in big moments. I mean, the only, the only players that really exposed Artie this year were were Des Bryant, um, who beat him on that long pass against Dallas. And then obviously Tom Brady ate up our entire secondary and, and Artie was a big part of that. Um, but I think overall for Artie, I think it was a, a pretty good year considering you know it wasn't like you were watching him get beat deep you know game after game and then I do I do want to I know Steeler fans right now you're you heard Joe say oh Ben didn't have a good year and you're freaking out now I do I I do want to step in here because I think what Joe means is not that Ben had a bad year as a for a quarterback Ben had a bad year for Ben Right, we have we have to grade Ben Roethlisberger on a curve. If we're talking about Ben Roethlisberger, you know the the future Hall of Fame quarterback, the top five quarterback in the NFL, well, was Ben Roth did Ben Roethlisberger have as good a year as Matt Ryan or as Tom Brady or as Aaron Rodgers, um, you know, as-, as these top quarterbacks in the league? Of course not, right? Ben Roethlisberger had a really struggled on the road this year, especially, um, and-, and struggled in the red zone. You know, it's just. And, he's, and he also turned the ball over a bit too many times down the stretch. Um, you know, so did he have a bad year? Of course he didn't have a bad year. He was still one of the best quarterbacks in football. But he had a bad year when you compare him to the quarterbacks uh, or to his peers, right, to the best quarterbacks in the league.
0: I'll give you that, that he didn't have a, a bad year or he didn't uh, – it wasn't as good as the other quarterbacks. But this whole thing on the road thing, I mean I know the stats may show it, but – if you also compare it to like when he was injured and playing, I think it kind of plays out the same way. And I know he had some turnovers, and, and I've said it before that some of those aren't his fault. Some of those are these young guys out there that he's trying to get a rapport with, and it's, it's difficult to do. I mean, even Hayward Bay was out for a lot, and that's a guy that he's, he's played with. So, um, And then down the stretch, I mean, correct me if I'm wrong. It's been a few weeks. Did he throw interceptions against Kansas City? He he had a good game against the Patriots.
1: He had right? a good game. Yeah, he threw one against Kansas City, the one on the goal line, but it got tipped at the line, so it wasn't really his fault.
0: Um, yeah,
1: it was more his fault that's of true. checking out of the run and into the pass at that in that situation. But right. that's right. not a that's a play calling problem, not a not an interception problem. Um, all right, so I, I want to talk about Ben's retirement thing in a second, but let, uh, let me talk about my uh, expectations for twenty seventeen real quick. Um, I think it's t- I think I think in twenty seventeen. We had the kids. The kid gloves have to come off of the defense. Um, you know, I said against Kansas City that this is either the makings of the next great Steeler defense or this is the next great Steeler defense. And what I meant by that, you know, we're going into New England. Um, I meant if this te- if this defense, as it is currently built, is good enough to go into New England and beat Tom Brady in the playoffs, a place where he never loses, especially in the playoffs. Then, then we are. Then this is it, right? We we have found the next great Steeler defense. But even if, but but even if they didn't, right? Then this is still the makings of it, and we just need some time to blossom. And I think the time is now, right? If this team wants to be the next great Steeler defense, then this is it, right? Twenty seventeen is the year. You have to find the pass rusher that go that sits alongside Bud Dupree. Uh, you have Ryan Shazier. You have Artie Burns. You have Sean Davis. You have Stefan Tuitt. You have Cam Hayward. You now have Javon Hargrave, right? There are no pieces on this defense where you go, well, that's the weak link, right? There are nobody on that defense who I'm looking at and going, well, that's the real weak link that's going to stop us from winning a Super Bowl, like I, would, like I was saying in 2016. I understood why this team couldn't go into New England and beat them with two rookies in the secondary and a first-year starter in Ross Cockrell, but we don't have that excuse in 2017. In 2017, we're going to return probably all 11 starters, and if we don't, it's going to be 10 starters on this defense. Um, on a young defense. It's time for this team to take it to the next level. They had a very, very good year this year. But the expectation in Pittsburgh for defense is not to be really good. It's to be great. Um, and this team needs to be great. Ryan Shazier needs to be great. Bud Dupree needs to be great. Um, you know, I, I think that's my expectation for 2017. Offensively, you know, you guys said it. We have so many weapons off- offensively, and we're only going to get more Um, you know, I don't think Ben's going to retire and we're going to re-sign Antonio. We're going to re-sign Le'Veon. We're going to get Ladarius Green back and we'll see how healthy he can be. And even if he isn't, Jesse James was a very capable tight end. We're going to get Martavis back. And even if he doesn't, um, stay within the, the, the drug policy, we're going to get Sammy Coates and we're going to get Darius Hayward Bay and we're going to have Eli Rogers coming back. And, you know, let's not forget that Kobe Hamilton was a, was a, a sure catcher this year, um, Demarcus Ayers is a guy who no one talks about right now, but here's a guy who at the end of the year was also coming on at the receiver position. Um, there's just so much talent on that offense. We're not going to and and that again. That's another uh, side where we're not going to lose anyone big. Uh, all that whole offensive line is going to stay intact. And you know this 2017. I don't want to say it's Super Bowl or bust, but it it kind of is. I mean, it is it. It's not like the window is closing because we have so much, we have so much youth on this team. But with Ben Roethlisberger, you know, I think I forget who it was. I think it was Vince Lombardi who said once you start thinking about retirement, it, you've already retired. You know, Ben Roethlisberger is thinking about retirement, so we have so the window is really just however long Ben wants to play, and whether that's just next year or that's two years. I mean, that is the window. So, um, but what, what do you guys what do you guys think? I mean, Ben Roethlisberger says, uh, you know, he's not sure he's going to play next year. He wants to. Consider all his options. Um, how serious should we take Ben? Do you think he's really going to retire? Do you think he's really considering retirement?
0: I think it might be something that he he just might uh, envision. What would he do if he were not playing? You know, raising a family and things like that. But I don't think so. I, I think that he's got more than three years. I, th- I think he plays three good years, and then after that, then he's on the downfall, and you know he's getting the way some of these other great quarterbacks like Montana and Favre in their last year or two, they just weren't as good. I think that's what's going to probably happen to him. Maybe he wants to retire before that, but especially getting this close to the Super Bowl and and next year, the thing that the thing that I don't like going into next year is I think the Steelers are going to be the the team to pick going to the Super Bowl that the whole media is going to pick. They're going to be the, the Vogue pick
1: yeah there's gonna be no playing under the radar next year
0: yeah but i i think that he's gonna he's gonna return i mean you you know what when you lose a game like that obviously emotions run high and and you're disappointed and you're gonna feel that way but after not playing for a few months you start to get the itch especially when you start if you if you're watching highlights or something he's gonna get the itch he's gonna want to play again
2: Well, usually losing a a, a game like that to a, you know, to a career long nemesis of yours um, is motivation to come back and say, I I am going to, I'm going to beat this. I am going to beat this. So I I don't know why, unless you think, unless you just think you can't. That's the the only reason to not come back because of a disappointing loss, because you just look around and go, well, it's, you know, there's just no way this was the last chance we had. Um, This was hardly the last chance, uh, Ben has on a, on a championship-caliber Steeler team. Um, Tony just went through it. But I just want to reiterate, um, I, you know, Sammy Coates, we saw a little flashes. But Martavis Bryant, we have a track record with him. Um, and and uh, somewhere around the beginning of the playoffs, I, I came across a video that was the, the, 10, the 10 best plays of the fifteen season.
0: Was it plays uh, or catches? Maybe it was
2: catches, uh, go I, I, ahead.
1: He and I were watching the top 10. It was a YouTube video. It was the top 10 Steeler plays of 2015.
2: Okay, Okay, good. And ahead. I want to say four or five of them was, were Bryant. It was a lot of them. I mean, it was just like, holy cow. You just forget what this guy, the dimension that he added to the offense. What, what a shame. Um, he was not replaced in any way, shape, or form this year. No one. You always talk about we need a number two. Um, whether Bryant was the number two or not, no one, no one approached filling his shoes. No one did. No. Um, so what, think of him, whatever you will, as far as him being a pothead or you know all the jokes and that. But as far as on the field and what impact did he have on the offense, it was it was tremendous, and it was a tremendous loss um, to not have him there this year. Uh, so. If he comes back next year and he can play and he plays like he did, you know, previously, that will be a that that will be a, a a dimension that's added to this offense that will that will put it back in league with the best offenses in the league, and there will be no question. Um, so uh, that that part of it, if I'm Ben Roethlisberger, I, you know, uh, uh, that that can't be lost on him. Right, uh, I
1: agree. I think he has to look at – it, he can't make the decision in a vacuum, right? For him, I get the wear and tear argument and I get all of that. But my god, how could you walk away from so much talent on offense? I mean we, we have probably the best – I mean the best running back in football and then probably still the best receiver in football. Where if, if he's not the best, he's top, top two or three. Um, we have one of the if not the best offensive lines in football. Um, he doesn't get hit like he used to. He, and he doesn't really run around and, and do all the crazy stuff like he used to either i mean it's it's much more uh he's able to drop back um you know and just have time in the pocket. It's not like he he's not like he's dropping back and throwing immediately he's dropping back he's but he doesn't and he doesn't have to run around to avoid the rush and then get hit as he throws. He's able to sit back survey the field the offensive line is giving him time, and then he finds an open receiver um but I think for Ben. I don't think he started – I don't think this is the first time he's thought about retirement. I, and I know Tomlin alluded to this in the, in the press conference. But you know, I've been, I, I know I've been telling you guys throughout the season I, I thought this might be Ben's year or Ben's last year. And the reason I thought that, because it was because midseason – I forget when it was. It was, like, it was like after the Dolphins game or after the Patriots game. But it was, a, it was middle of the season. And Ben makes this comment to the media that he wants he, – he, he says we need more accountability from these young players. Right? And he says that, you know, he doesn't say that behind closed doors. He says that in public. And it struck me as so weird of him to make that comment um to the media. I mean, Ben, you know, Ben likes to play up things from time to time, but not like that, right? He rarely ever calls out players unless they're doing something, you know, very wrong. Right? Like he called out Martavis for the for the whole uh getting yeah. suspended thing, right? But to call out the young players, to call out guys like this is after Artie was already starting, this is after <laughs> Sean Davis was starting. For him to call out those young players, I thought was interesting. And I Wait, thought I th- Oh, go ahead. Well, I thought I thought it just meant like I, I thought when I when I thought about why he would say that, right? I thought he was disappointed in Tomlin for starting these young guys because he knew, right, yes, this is gonna be better for us a year from now and two years from now, right? Getting already these reps now is gonna make him a better player. But it's gonna make him but it's not gonna make this 2016 team better. Or at least not good enough to win a Super Bowl, right? It's gonna make my. It's gonna make Ben's chances of winning a Super Bowl this year worse, and I think he was thinking to himself, "Shit, I mean, I, I don't care that we're gonna be better next year or the year after. I don't know if I'm gonna be back next year, right? My window is right now, and so the guys that give me the best chance to win are the veteran players, not the young guys, um, and that's why I think. I think he is. You know, everyone talks about, oh, there's no way he retires. I think there. I, I agree. I don't think that there's any way he retires this year, but I. I don't think you know he—he's not going to beat Tom Brady. He's not going to play until he's forty.
0: I mean, he's already like fifteen years in, right? Or fourteen?
1: This is year he was what two thousand and four? Two
0: thousand three. Two 2004.
1: Yeah. So this is year thirteen.
0: Wow. Yeah. Okay. It's only thirteen. Yeah, I—I I see what you mean. Um, there could be something to that. He did call out though Martavis last season. Last season, didn't he? Didn't he like, ask him to step up, that he's got to make these big catches? He's got to make the big catches. And then catches. he
1: did? Yeah, yeah, that's right. Yeah. Yeah.
0: And then he did. And he did that in public. And he did. It he did. I, he, but I'm saying
1: he, 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 he rarely calls out, uh, like, what were the young guys doing this year that he called them out for, right? Like, what, what was the point of this year where you really went, man, these young guys are screwing us? I don't remember a I think time it was, this year where if that was It was, was after the was
0: Dolphins game. I think he was blaming the interceptions on them. I don't know. <laughs> Maybe. These young guys aren't running where I think they're supposed to be running. Yeah, I'm throwing the ball where they should be.
1: Maybe I I, I think um, I don't know. I, I worry I worry because if because if Ben does retire, if, if this is the end, if we did see if if that game a, a week and a half ago was the last game we saw from Ben Roethlisberger, um, it, it is. It would be such a pity because he he really has a chance uh, to win another Super Bowl and and to win it. Like
0: next year, um, yeah, that's not going to happen. I mean, the only way it happens is if there is more injuries that we just don't know about, underlying injuries yeah. that are just that are know, nagging. Yeah, yeah, that he just.
1: Now you talked about uh, before, before, on, before on the podcast. You talked about like uh, who's coming back and who's who's not going to be able to come back. I do want to I do want to talk a little bit about what happens if Ben Roethlisberger retires because. I brought this up on Twitter the other day and then I started doing some research into it. Um, you know, I, I, brought, I put up a question that said, who would you rather have – like if Ben retires, here are your options. Pick one, right? OK. So Ben retires. Your option A is obviously you just go with Landry Jones, right? The least sexy choice of that. You just – oh, we we'll just put Landry in there and suffer through that. OK. You, you, there is um, Tony Romo's out there, right? You have probably Jay Cutler will be out there. Or you can take someone in the draft, um, and this is pick number thirty. So you're not getting the top. You're probably not getting one of the top two or three quarterbacks in this draft. You're going to have to pick someone um, who is, you know, more of a second round pick at that point. So I'll stop there, and I just want to get you guys' opinion of those four options that I that I laid out. Right? I think Tyrod Taylor is in there too, right? As a as a potentially starting quarterback in this league. What to you guys, if Ben does retire, would be your number one option?
0: I, I think I would have those options. I would take Tony Romo, noting that the contract I pay would only be for one or two years. Mm-hmm. So, And I don't know if we – did we have to trade to get him? You would, have, we would probably agent? have to
1: trade, but they might just cut him if they can't get a trading partner. But if yeah, so, I, mean, I, would, yeah.
0: I wouldn't give up anything like more than a fourth round or,
1: yeah.
0: or, uh, or any significant player. Um, but with that said, I would also get someone else to groom. Now, Landry Jones, can he be the guy that you groom? Maybe, but I get someone else in there, whether it be through the draft or off officer, you know, there's, there's young quarterbacks out there on practice squads or, or, or even second and third string, or even some of these guys that maybe you have seen before on bad teams and they look bad, but you put them on a team with an offensive line like this and Le'Veon Bell in the backfield and, uh, and weapons. It, they could be a good quarterback. And it's just, you can't tell yet. <laughs> I mean, could be. You know. <laughs> no, I mean, I mean, but to me, to me, Blake, Blake just tries to be a hero on every single play, and he and he doesn't care that he throws an interception because he knows he's not getting pulled.
1: Right. I think so. Yeah. I
0: think. Oh, I, screwed, I
1: Actually, I screwed and, this whole thing up because the other option would be you trade for Jimmy Garoppolo. Sorry. The other option is to trade for Garoppolo. Nah, I mean, I, I, Which I think, think for, guys, for us is obviously not going to happen.
0: I mean, if you trade for a guy like that, I, I'm not giving anything up because is he the next Scott Mitchell? Is he is he the next uh, who was the other guy that came from the Patriots? Um, uh, Matt Castle. They during, yeah, it, you know you can't you can't put anything into that. You got to just um, like I said, it can be anybody. and You put them behind a good team, and and they may work out. Yeah, I really don't like this question though because Ben's coming back. <laughs> I
1: know, I know, but I just want, I want to play this out, Joe. What do you think?
2: Well, I don't like the question either, uh, and I don't really like any of the options. I mean, out of all the options, I agree Romo's, Romo's the best choice, and you don't have to give much because Dallas, you know, Jerry Jones wears his heart on his sleeve and his thoughts on, uh, you know, he, they're on the front pages. So, um, you, you know, everybody knows they want to get rid of Romo. Uh, so you don't have to give much for him. So he's the obvious choice. But the problem with Romo is, you know, he's two, three games into the season, he's probably going down. Um, and so he's not, he's really not, he's not a full season solution, um, which is why it's a no brainer for Dallas, uh, at this point. And, and, uh, as far as Romo goes, if, uh, if Jones wasn't such a big mouth, he might have been able to finagle that into, into him being, you know, a, uh, playoff caliber quarterback that's just sitting in, in the, in the, in the you know, in the backup role, ready to come in in a moment's notice and, and the and the team hardly misses a beat. Um, so, uh, I, I just can't even believe that they're not even going to try to retain Romo on that team. Um, I, 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 from what I've seen of Jones, I don't, I don't see how you groom Jones. If groom, if, if Jones hasn't groomed over the last three seasons, he's been with the Steelers. I do know. What's it going to take? Um, and then the other guys that you talked about, I'm, I just wouldn't be interested. Cutler, Cutler is I'm, Mike didn't even address Cutler, rightfully so. Cutler is a, <laughs> I mean, he's just a poison. Um, and you, you know, if you want to, if you want your team, if you want an excuse to blow up your team, you bring Cutler in, let and, and then and then l- let the poison, you know, uh, take effect throughout the locker room. And then the next season, you can blow up the whole team and start over again. So, yeah, I, I agree with you guys. I think I think Romo is
1: probably our best option, right? I mean, it's, it's not a great option because, like you guys said, the injury thing is a real thing. Although playing behind our offensive line and being able to lean on Le'Veon so much would probably be better for him. But, I mean, he got hurt in a preseason game on, like, a nothing hit. So, uh, yeah, I mean, injuries are definitely a problem. Here's the other problem, though. If Ben Roethlisberger retires, he carries with him an $18 million cap charge for this season that doesn't go away because he retired. So, Not only are the Steelers going to be out a quarterback in Ben Roethlisberger, but they're also out his salary, which means probably someone like Tony Romo or Jay Cutler or Tyrod Taylor or any quarterback of any significance who wants to get paid any amount of money is off the table. And here's the other crazy part. Landry Jones is a free agent. And so once Ben retires and now Landry wants to come back, Landry can go to the Steelers and say, yeah, pay me starting money because I'd be starting for you guys. So I'm not going to come back for five million a year. I might want to come back for ten because that's what starters make. Ten. It would be a very bad situation if Ben retired. Very, very, very bad. But luckily, you guys are right. He's not retiring, so we're fine. Uh, other guys who are uh, free agents, and probably I think I think let's go over the guys who I don't think will be back with the team. Uh, D'Angelo Williams, free agent. Uh, I don't think the Steelers bring him back. Um, I think money is a is a thing there, and then I just think you know he's 34, 35 years old now. Um, this is a very, very deep draft for running backs. Uh, you can – probably, they're probably going to draft someone. And it wasn't like D'Angelo was used heavily this year, especially after Le'Veon came back from uh, his suspension. On offense, that's really it as far as guys who aren't coming back or I don't expect to be back offensively. Uh, defensively, Lawrence Timmons and James Harrison are both going to be on the market, although James Harrison has already said he wants to be back and Mike Tomlin has already said he wants him back. Uh, so I expect that James Harrison will be back next year. Uh, and then the other guy, Lawrence, Lawrence Timmons, who everyone expected to be gone after this year. I think he's back because I think, if, I think how well he played, I think you have to bring him back. Um, I, I think he was one of the, you know, we're going to get to this when we do our awards in a couple weeks. But I think, you know, he's, he's got to be one of the two best defensive players we had all year. And I don't see how you don't bring him back next year uh, if you can get
0: him at any kind of discount and he's aging right so i got to believe that he's more valuable to the steelers than any other team in the free agency because why would you want to start with a new guy that late in his career right and you've seen linebackers change teams and not really do anything on the next team so it seems that um you know his, his best option may be with the steelers even money option as well so
1: yeah the steelers you know because the salary cap went up so much this year um, and the Steelers haven't re-signed anyone. haven't re Antonio yet. And haven't made any big purchases over the past couple of years. Ladarius was the biggest one last year, and he was like four or five million dollars a year. Not a huge deal for Ladarius Green, but um, the Steelers have a bunch of cap room, so bringing bringing back Timmons should be doable within the constraints that the Steelers are going to have. The other guy on defense that I think probably is is going to get cut. Um, although you can make it, you can make an argument either way. Is William Gay? Um, I think you know he's. It'll be interesting to see what the Steelers do with him. I think it's going to largely depend on if the Steelers can find another corner in the draft that they like, or if Senquez Golson comes back. You remember remember Senquez Golson, the second round pick from two years ago, who's never practiced?
0: Um, yeah, I meant to mention him earlier. I couldn't remember his name.
1: Yeah, uh, you know, he was the nickel corner. Here's the crazy thing about Senquez Golson, right? He's a second round pick, he's a, he's a small guy, 5'8, but he's super fast, and he, he had the most interceptions in his last year of college. In all, in the whole nation, um, the ball hawk guy. What college? He he played for Ole Miss. He played in the SEC. Okay.
0: Um,
1: he was a guy that the Steelers really talked up. I mean, you you listen to Tomlin and Colbert after that when they did their their press conference after they picked him. Um, you know, they really talked him up. They were really excited to get someone like that. Uh, and and then he just never. I mean, literally never played. Never even practiced. I
0: mean, if he could come in and play and play like you like his. Uh, um, potential is and he's the other corner with already burns and they're both young and growing i mean that's the one thing i mean he's going to be a guy that doesn't have any i mean he's going to be like he's a rookie or but he'll, he'll know rookie, the defense basically at least. i mean he's had
1: he's yeah. had so much time to learn the defense um, yeah so that's exciting no it's found money. It's, ab- it's absolutely found money it's like the steelers have a second round draft pick for free if you were to come back and do literally anything yeah. for this team um so that's really it, though. I mean, that's, that's it as far as who the Steelers are going to lose. You know, Jarvis Jones is going to go. Uh, he's a free agent. But is anyone, is anyone in Pittsburgh or anyone in Steeler country really worried about losing Jarvis
0: Jones? Was he a guy who uh, you know lit it up? Of course not. Um, I mean, it's disappointing that he's a guy that we drafted and you, you wanted to see him do well and just never worked out. So yeah. that part, it's just disappointing to see him go. So there's no chance. I mean, uh, there's no chance that he's going think- to come back.
1: I think there's almost no I mean, chance because I think the Steelers are going to take a I think the number one thing the Steelers are looking for in this draft is going to be an edge rusher. There are a ton of good edge rushers in this draft. It's a very very deep class for two positions, edge rush and running back. I think the Steelers are going to use that to their advantage and I wouldn't be surprised if they went uh edge rusher either first pick in the draft or second pick in the draft and then running back, you know, probably a little later because it's not it's not a pressing starter need, but it is certainly a depth issue. Um but there are just so many good ones,
0: and you can't blame him. I mean, after a guy doesn't work out after two or three or four years, it's time to take the shot at the next guy. He may not be as good the first year, but the only way to find a great guy is to uh, is to give someone a shot.
1: Yeah, and we have someone in, in Bud Dupree who I think we all like, right? I mean, Bud Bud certainly showed at the end of this year that he will be a force, uh, and was yes. a force at the end of this year. And if you pair him with someone else, um. Well, now you have, you know, the makings of, like I said, that great Steeler defense, right? Every great Steeler defense has been predicated on two great outside linebackers who are able to get to the quarterback. Right now, you know, we ended the year with, with, you know, they're not two great ones, but James Harrison was very, very good, and and Bud ended the year very, very good. Now, unfortunately, James Harrison is 38, and who knows what he's going to be when he's 39. Uh, So we're going to need to address that position, but um, yeah, I think that's, that's where the Steelers have to go. Is, is find another edge rusher in the draft and pair him with Bud and let's just, you know, let's shore that up for the next 10 years.
0: I'm also a little disappointed to hear that uh, D'Angelo Williams may be going. Um, I mean, he was a, a a good backup, but I do like the idea of uh, getting someone young and Do you think D'Angelo um, – Wants to move on because he'll get more playing time somewhere else? No, or he, he is, s- is he too old for that?
1: He said he wants to win a ring. He wants to be back in Pittsburgh. Um, but I think it's just going to come down to salary thing and um just his age and his wear and tear. Remember, he spent a lot of this year injured. Um, yeah.
0: So. You know, it was interesting that when he came in at the beginning of the season, he did great. Right? He was great. First three oh, seasons. Yeah. I mean, everyone was putting him on their fantasy team and everything. But then when he did, I guess he did get injured and then he came back. I can't remember if he got yeah. injured, but he didn't play very much. He didn't play. And then when he had, and when he had to play in this last game, he did well, but he didn't look—he didn't look fresh. No, you know, he looked like a guy who hadn't played in a while. Yep.
1: Yeah, I think I think it's just a situation where, um, if it weren't such a deep running back draft, I think they might bring him back. But I think they just—I think the Steelers just know they can get someone in this draft who's
0: who's going to be young
1: and a, right there with Le'Veon and.
0: Um, I, I think it's it's a no. Point. Do you do you think teams are trying to copy the Atlanta Falcons with two good young running backs, similar styles?
1: Well, it's interesting. It's interesting the way the NFL has played out, right? Because two years ago there was this whole deal of like you don't even need a running back anymore anymore, right? It's like all running back by committee. Remember?
0: remember and you teams? could just get one. Yeah, you, you don't need anywhere. to draft one high. Anyone's going to work. there yeah.
1: was there was that year. There was just two years in a row where no running back was taken in the first round. Right. And yeah. all of a sudden, running back was a super devalued position. Right. Now, all of a sudden, the league has kind of shifted into the haves and have nots. Right. You have the teams that, you know, they have not only they have a running back, they have like great running backs. They don't have two headed, you know, we're talking about Dallas and, and Pittsburgh and the Cardinals. Um, right. You know, those teams who have like the, the best. And but then everyone else, right. It's just a bunch of like eh after that. And I think te- teams are starting to catch up and, and try to find, you know, these great running backs again
0: because, you know, the league changed. But not just running backs, guys they can catch out of the backfield. Yeah, exactly right? what I was say. The, the, the league wide, changed
1: yeah. to, from being a running back is just a runner to now a running back is a runner and a catcher, and those guys are very, very hard to stop. You know, you run these spread offenses now, and all these defenses are ready for these spread offenses, so they have all these uh, nickelbacks. Or they, have, they have this nickel set on the field, and all of a sudden – you know, it's a cyclical game, right? So, oh, you're going to run nickel every single play? Well, now I'm going to start running again. And so the teams with the best running games all of a sudden are becoming the best offenses in football again. It's a. I mean, it was, football is such a stupid sport. The way that, like, you know, oh, now it's a passing league and now it's back to being a running league and now it's going to be a passing league again, you know. Um, the, hey, like, can
0: I sidetrack us? Yeah, go ahead. Sidetrack us for a second. So I think that, I hate to bring this up, that how good of a coach Belichick is. But this guy, James White, on their team, right? Isn't that his name? Mm-hmm. running back?
1: Yeah.
0: Catches out of the backfield. He, he's nowhere as good as Le'Veon Bell or um, uh, what's his name from the Cardinals? Just David said him, Johnson. His name. David Johnson and even Zeke. I don't think he's as good as them. But, but Bilichek almost uses him like that. Like he'll spread him out wide and it, it's almost – and the defense has to adjust to that. And um, And so it's not necessarily how good he is. It's just that he, he is a threat to catch the ball. Cause he's that type of player and it changes the whole dynamic of the offense and what they can do. And especially Brady reading the defense on how they try to defend that. So I think, I think that's a big factor.
1: I think Haley was trying, remember, you know, Haley, when he first got here, drafted, uh, Chris Rainey from Florida yeah, and wanted to be that yeah. guy. And then, you know, I, I hate to bring him up cause I think he's a sore spot for both you guys, but you know, Dree Archer, right? I mean, Dree Archer yeah, was very much supposed to be that guy. Um, you know, neither of those guys panned out, but and then we ended up finding Le'Veon. So,
0: well, we kind of had Le'Veon too, but I think, uh, didn't Haley just say the hell with it? I'm just going to use Levion. <laughs> yeah, just going to use Le'Veon. <laughs> Forget these other guys. <laughs> yeah.
1: Yeah. All right. Any final thoughts uh, before we wrap this thing up? All right. That's going to do it for Steeler Country this week. Thank you all for listening. If you want to leave feedback, steelercountry at gmail.com is the email address. The website is steelercountrypodcast.com. You can follow us on Twitter, twitter.com slash steelercountry. Uh, we'll see you next week. We're going to start doing our awards next week. We're gonna, we'll do Game of the Year, Most Disappointing Player, Most Improved Player, Offensive Player, Defensive Player, and then MVP. Uh, we'll do that starting next week.